0: So, my guest today is a professional super welterweight boxer from London, following in the footsteps of his grandfather and father. He's a five-time London amateur champion, and now he's in the professional ranks, signed with global management company MTK. Welcome, Inderbasi. How you doing, bro? You good? I'm good, man. How are you?
1: Yeah, not bad, man.
0: Surviving. Surviving in this uh, crazy world that we're living in at the moment.
1: How are you about um, it.
0: What what I like to do normally is just start off right at the beginning, taking it all the way back to your childhood. And um, yeah. as I mentioned in that little introduction, there you are from a fighting family with your yeah. your uh, baba being a fight boxer in the sixties, yeah. was it?
1: Yeah, six early sixties, yeah, sixties,
0: yeah. Yeah, I think I think you've spoken about like your dad and your your thaya, your Chacha, yeah. also yeah. going down the boxing route, and so like your third generation boxer. So what was that like yeah, when yeah, you were yeah.
1: growing up? Um, My whole life from when I was young, it, was just, it wasn't necessarily boxing, it was sports in general. Um, I, personally, I'm quite an athletic guy, quite a sporty guy, you know, I was always doing sports, I was always active, you know, but where my family have also been involved in sports, you know, for example, boxing. Growing up, I always saw the trophies, I always saw pictures, you know, so I, it was, I grew up around it, was normal to me, whereas some, a lot of up and families, a lot of youngsters, it's not normal. Sports is not normal, especially boxing, yeah. for me like second nature
0: what, what what other sports were you into was there any sports that you went to before boxing and then yeah. maybe like at a certain age they were like yeah, yeah. i used to play
1: football time. i was quite good at football um i played for the district and I, I um played for a local team and then when i got to about 15 16 i think it was i just stopped when i just concentrated fully solely on boxing because there's a lot of injuries in football mm-hmm. um but originally i actually started off as football I, from about eight years old till about 16 like I said I was football 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 every day every weekend
0: yeah so um, I'm guessing he didn't start boxing at 16 because that would be extremely late so when did he Never. start there
1: uh so I would always go to the local gym you know even when I was about nine ten I was always we had a gym in my house I like had a boxing bag so I was always punching about my my proper like when I went to my proper amateur gym was about 11 I think 10 11 right okay. 10 11 12 year around that age yeah
0: and do you think, um, as you said before, do you think it is because like obviously you've seen all the, the trophies
1: and... Yeah, pop- yeah, so it was just like a a part of my childhood, you know, my brothers and that. We all went to the boxing gym, they stopped, but we all went through that phase, you know, learnt how to box, learnt self-defence. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like I said, I carried it on and I took it one step further. Is it something that you think like, um, because your
0: baba and your dad... Have seen the benefits of it. They they sort of mm. encourage you, whereas perhaps in other households, like you said, like sport isn't yeah. a thing, Then maybe they wouldn't and wouldn't see the yeah, benefits.
1: So, of it yeah, no, of course. Like that's obviously why one of the main reasons why I was pushed into it because more than anything, you teach yourself defense. If if, if I wasn't if I wasn't even if I wasn't and I was used to set boxing, I wouldn't become a a professional and I wouldn't have a single fight in the amateurs. It would still teach me self defense. It would still teach me discipline. Mm. Um, and like let's say, you you walk into the gym as a boy and you walk out as a man, you know, I, I would advise everybody to just learn self-defense, go to your local boxing gym, you make friends, you make good friends, you, make, you meet good people, you know, um, you learn discipline and you, you never know, you could be good at it.
0: Mm.
1: You won't know if you're good at it if you're sitting at home all day long, you know, from them years kids are playing places, so, you know, like you saw that kid getting bullied, you know, it's not the right thing, you know, it's it's, it's unfortunate, but, Maybe if he had self-defense, maybe if he learned how to fight and he was taught how to fight, um, it could have been a different story. You know, I, I'm not saying it would have been, but you never know. So to learn self-defense and, like I said, you meet good people. Yeah, you meet friends. You make friends when you're young. Um, it, listen, going to a gym and doing exercise is better than sitting in front of a PlayStation. Or, or nowadays, we did, well, when we was younger, we didn't really have phone. You know, they were just yeah. coming in, weren't they? Yeah. So it's better than sitting on your phone or sitting in the PlayStation you know, like you're going out and about meeting new
0: people. 100%. I think when, when you do any kind of physical activity, you probably would have seen the same in football as well. Like, yeah. all of you are training together. You all know the, the hot right. sort of thing that you're going through. So it's like this collective sort of brotherhood of like, right, we're, we're training. Exactly. And,
1: and your friends, you know, you, normally your friends are just from the same school, your class, not even school, they're just your classmates. Yeah. But I here you had kids from different schools around the local borough um, and you just make friends with them. So there's literally not a bad thing, not a single bad thing about going and joining your local sports club, whether it's boxing, football, wrestling, or badminton or tennis. There's not a single negative, you know. It's good for your health, it's good for your mental health, and it's good to make friends and in general. There's not a single bad thing that someone can say, you know what, when I joined a football club, this happened to me or that happened to me, nothing happens. It's just laziness and a reluctancy on the parents to take their kids at that age.
0: Yeah, because sometimes like especially with like um, any sort of combat sport, it, it can be seen as d- dangerous on the outside. Yeah. But I mean, most of the time, when you go, like you don't. It's not like on the first
1: day you're gonna be chucked. In the exactly, it, people it, think this like, boxing like this rocky somewhere. Like you're gonna walk into the gym and get your smash smashed face, face smashed in, and everything else. But it's far from it. The reality is far from it. Um, and like I said, you won't know until you actually do it. Yeah, not every single boxer has a broken nose or a bent face or you know brain damage you know that's a very rare case of professional boxers you're just going to the gym the local gym just to stay fit stay strong stay healthy mentally and physically um
0: and it's yeah. one of the hardest workouts like i've been to oh, yeah, of course. boxing gyms i've been to like um uh, an mma gym uh up here in like newcastle and um yeah. it's it's honestly I- i've been going like actively to the gym as in for like yeah weight training and things like that yeah. as you do like when you get to like uh teenage years and all that but when i went there oh pace, it's different level mate. It's different way level. different level yeah
1: it's level um hardest training you know because in a way going to the gym is like a is an easy it's considered an easy workout to a boxing workout it's considered a walk in the park really you know you go there you work at your own base when you're in a boxing gym mate that's that's when you know you've done a proper workout
0: yeah 100% I was about a faint man the first time I went I was like <laughs> I thought I was fit I was like getting into CrossFit at the time I started going to the gym no, and I was, oh what is going yeah. on I have to take a breather I was like yo use carry on here. just leave me yeah. to sit down here for a few minutes um you mentioned there um a few seconds ago that there, there was a video that was circulating around with uh the young boy with mm. uh, who got bullied at, at the school in Telford and yeah uh, yeah did you ever experience anything similar have it having come from like uh, a similar sort of as if it was purely on like his religion obviously yeah you, you also have um, um and stuff as well
1: directly no i've never you know fortunately um never directly faced any problems like he has you know and he was getting beaten up you know um i was always willing to, to fight, you know what I mean? So I'd never really been in that position, you know. i never really got bullied, never really got my hair touched or pulled or whatever happened to a young boy. Um, but indirectly, you know, maybe, you know, maybe. Uh, through boxing, there's always racism, you know. It might not be to your face, your X, Y and Z, or, mm-hmm. you know, someone pulling your hair, for example. But there's other ways you can be racist that are more subtle, but yeah. they still exist. So yes and no. I haven't had it directly to my face as such. Um, I might have had a couple of instances of growing up, or you know, but I, I, I've had it indirectly as as we've all had.
0: And as as you were saying there, um, like self defence would be crucial for anybody at a young age, yeah. and obviously for us, if yeah. we are still getting some sort of prejudice as uh, as Sikhs and things, it's probably even more vital. Um, yeah, definitely. Work in that age. i, I see like obviously the response to, to that video was um, yeah. amazing in the sense of the unity of the community yeah Which, uh, but it's still an unfortunate like thing to occur yeah it's,
1: it's an unfortunate thing to happen you know nobody deserves it nobody um nobody wants a younger brother or son or whatever to to experience that but I think the video should also serve as an eye-opener that that is reality you know yeah. as much as you can sugarcoat it as much as we can blame him we can blame her but it's a normal part of growing up yeah he wasn't if it wasn't for his his hair and he wasn't a Sikh, it doesn't mean that he wouldn't have necessarily got bullied you know everyone anyone can get bullied mm-hmm. it's just an eye-opener that okay that was an extreme example of racist bullying so it's it a bit added on, on top but anyone can get bullied there are yeah. probably kids yeah, that yeah. they there are like kids who are not seek get bullied that doesn't mean to say only Sikhs get bullied but yeah. It should serve as an eye-opener that's reality that's the what growing up we've all seen it we've all we might have been bullied we uh, might have seen someone who's got bullied our friend might have got bullied our sister our brother might have got bullied it's just an eye-opener of what reality is and that we live in times where you know life's easy for us you know like i said everybody gets a new phone new pair of trainers new playstation new this new that but reality still exists where bullying is still a And as as sad as this might sound, it's a normal part of growing up for everybody. It's a harsh truth that you have to understand, you know, you can sugarcoat and say it shouldn't happen, this, that, it's not fair, it's not right, but it's not always, it's part of growing up. We've all experienced it. It's part of growing up and there's sort of one solution. Well, not one solution, but there's one way we can try and uh, limit the amount that this happens is by simply Prepare ourselves, and and I don't mean prepare ourselves like as in you know, don't take money to school because you know someone's gonna nick it. But I mean prepare yourself physically, you know, train for it, and be confident in yourself because it's not always about fighting. It's not always about fighting, you know. Um, but you have to train yourself. We call ourselves a warrior race, but nobody wants to train now. The young generation—they're glued on their playstations, or you know, that's not. You can't just talk about being a warrior. race You can't talk about being a warrior. You you know, a warrior does things that people don't do. You know. He trained hard. He dedicates his life to a certain lifestyle. He doesn't talk about it, but he dedicates his life. And, you know, these things that we have to, as a community, we have to understand and we have to act upon it. No one's going to, you can make as much video, you can have as much social media coverage as you want, but it's not going to change the issue. It's not going to, you know, racism isn't going to go, bullying isn't going to go. Unfortunately as it is, it's, it's part of life and we have to prepare ourselves for it. 100%. Exactly. and, 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 and sorry, it's worse i'm sorry it was his situation now is is wicked compared to say your dad's when your dad come or your grandparents come mate the situation when my dad come or when my grandpa is a million times better now than it yeah. was back then a million times back then it was straight up racing we was you know where there's i, don't know, I think there's two hundred fifty thousand seats in the country there was 25 000. yeah you know it was direct them your, your house front windows would get smashed and your cars would, would get smashed your you would get beaten up like mm-hmm. by every day every day every day every day. and they went through it they sh- sold you because they was hard they were stronger than us you know they had the mentality was fight or flight and they, they they chose fight but nowadays kids like i said life's easy so it doesn't occur as much it still happens but it's not as much and so we forget the struggles but we've got to realize that Nobody is gonna. Nobody owes anybody anything, at at the end of the day. And you have to look after yourself, and you have to look after your family. And there's only one way you—not one way, but you know—one major way you can help yourself is training, and preparing yourself.
0: Yeah, I feel like when you do train, like you carry yourself in a different manner than. Different manner. You're confident
1: in yourself. You walk different. You talk different. You know everything about you is different.
0: Exactly. So, like maybe, like in a circumstance where. Somebody might get bullied if they are training. They might carry themselves in a way where the other person thinks, "Oh, I'll not, I'll not do anything."
1: Yeah. Do you know what it is? If you know how to throw a punch, I'm not advocating fighting. You know, nobody should. uh, You know, you don't go to school to fight. You don't walk down the road knowing that I'm going to punch someone in the face. But if if the chance, if the time occurs, and like I said, it might have, it could happen to anyone. It probably does. It will happen to everyone. At least you know how to defend yourself.
0: Yeah. Regardless,
1: not just seek kids, any kid. anybody can get bullied Um, at least the kid knows how to defend himself and that's confidence in itself like if anything
0: occurs I know I can handle myself handle myself yeah and 100% agree like we we do have it a lot easier than generations that have came before us Um, and it it is like um, it is relative I guess you could say but when something like this does happen it's just like a reminder that yeah we've made strides but we're not there yet And
1: and I don't think you will ever Defeat racism or bullying, because, like I said, it, it, the cold it's a harsh truth, but it's genuinely a part of life,
0: yeah, I think, but bullying and uh, I think bullying and racism can sort of be separated there because yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like bullying will all, always occur, but okay, yeah, I, th- I was having this conversation with a friend the other day, and we were I was saying that racism will still be a thing. Like people will probably have opinions, but it's becoming less popular to yeah. be racist like back in the day when it was our, like a, it was
1: like a, not a cool thing but it was a normal thing it was a normal it was a
0: normal thing yeah like you, there was a um like white people would unite against people coming to their country yeah and now it's more like you unite against the race racist behavior Yeah, yeah, yeah. and i think the biggest impact has been within probably the past couple of years with social media mm. is it, it's, it's affecting people financially now and that's that's the key thing like if there's yeah. a video of uh, a CEO or whatever, and he's being racist.
1: Yeah, and, yeah that's it. They it's lose so their, like, yeah, exactly. their yeah, income yeah. gone.
0: I think we're seeing it in America. Like the one of the one of the guy who owns the NBA teams, um, had like a, a video or like some uh, audio footage leaked of him basically, um, saying racist things against black people, even though he the majority of his like players that he owned were black. The majority of his sport is, you know, dominated by black. Exactly. And the NBA just kicked him out straight away. So I feel like when yeah, that yeah. happens, and it happens on a lower level as well, you see. Yeah, yeah, of course. People like uh, um law firms and bring things. Up, your employee, out. your manager, you know, that's yeah, it. whatever. Um, You you grew up in London, uh, is, is that correct? Yeah, so is yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That's obviously quite uh, multicultural. Multicultural, yeah. Do you think that um helped you sort of, like bed into you growing up and things because you did have people coming from um, so many different cultures. So it's probably less ignorance yes. because you all. Just
1: I mean, where from. I went to school, when I went to school, there was only two things in the whole, about three or four, actually, That's tell a lie, about three or four of us. One was my brother. Well, he was two years older than me. And there was a couple of us, but there weren't many where I'm from. Mm-hmm. Well, now there is, but when I was growing up, there wasn't. Um, at the end of the day, we have to understand that up and they bully up and it is like i said if, if, if there's two things racism and there's bully and there's um bullying mm-hmm. anyone can get bullied you know an up and i can bully an up and, I, and it probably happens every day in schools um like i said unfortunately it is but the racism side like we, we spoke about you know that is changing issues is just changing you know you, you could live in an area that's you know heavily english and not many um other ethnic uh, minorities living there, but you know, it's it's changed a lot. Mm-hmm. People are a lot more understanding. They're a lot more um, open. Um, but bullying, the bullying side, mm-hmm. I think that's just it happens everywhere. Yeah,
0: yeah, especially when it's like young boys as well. Like um, yeah, yeah, boy, you get like, to that age,
1: <laughs> and and everyone's 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 like you know picking on a weaker kid. Um, I you know you and I we both saw it sort of growing up, and to be honest, I had a kid who who was um. It was Polish. He would come from Poland, and he'd always get picked on because. But I used to. I used to, I used to he was a nice guy, and no one really understood him. You know, he, it's not. It's not his fault. He didn't speak English. Um, he was a nice kid, and he was actually my friend. And then, it, like I said, bullying. Everyone always gets bullied, but it's our duty as seek to stand up to for them or against, or you know, against the bullies. But you know, it's just life. Yeah. Um, pivoting back to 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 the
0: boxing career and when you got into when did you um like catch the bug i know that's a it's quite a vague term but it is it's always like i think most people know when they've found their passion and when Uh, do you think uh, that you were like like i thought
1: he was talking about coronavirus
0: (laughs) not that bug. hopefully we
1: don't see any of that (laughs) um you could uh, well, you know, like I said, boxing's always been a like, I've always wanted to be a boxer, so maybe when I was young, I probably didn't realise. You know, I was looking at photos. When you're around, you're you're shaped by your surrounding, your environment, the people you meet with, and where I was always around. I don't. It was like it was always in the back of my mind. Um, but once I sort of, you know started winning fights and getting places you know i just thought you know i, might, I have one shot everybody has one shot at life you might to take make, take it and take it with both hands and make the most of it um as to when i caught the bug uh, i don't know I, I was from a young from a young age probably before i even remember you know when you're when it's just in the back of your mind you know you grow up thinking about it and it's natural to you i didn't know it was something i've always wanted to do yeah watch right? the rocky films and all of that kind of stuff. It was just something I've, I've literally always wanted to do.
0: Um, w- were there any inspirations that you looked up to other than, like, uh, obviously your family because their yeah. pictures would have been in the house uh, Yeah, yeah. Um, and the trophies, as you said before? I mean, but,
1: like, I, I get this question, you know, you you've got the greats, you know, Arlie and Tyson. Um, every fighter, you know, you could be, uh, uh, you could be the, any style of boxing you have, you would always look up to, you know, two of the biggest names in boxing, I think, ever is Ali and Tyson, you know, for various different reasons, you know, mm-hmm. Ali for what he did in the ring and out the ring and Tyson for what he was just a pure animal, you know I mean? He was he was a killer. Um, I always looked up to them too. And then obviously I had the, the more contemporary ones, you know, like Mayweather, and I was always like Mayweather, mm-hmm. despite the criticism he receives and his, his cockiness and his flair and everything, you know, I, I loved him.
0: I feel like that's that's going away now that he's like been out of the ring for a few years I think when he's in the ring that criticism was a lot higher but now that he's
1: retired I feel like is, time goes on like they say they only care about you once you die you know I'm not wishing death upon him but yeah. people don't appreciate what he's do- what he's done and what he's doing mm-hmm. people just don't appreciate it. you know he's beat everybody he's, there's not a name there's not a you know you can't say he's, he's he didn't fight this person because he was he's done it all he's been there done it all and he's made money he's a uh, he come from nothing and he made millions and millions and millions and millions he's undefeated and he's conquered every obstacle you know just but you can hate on him all you want hmm. he is one of the greatest fighters that i've ever lived and i don't care what people say they can say he's um he's rude or he's this or he's that mate it doesn't matter it's part of the persona though like that it's is of the his, element. It's, it's what made him his money at the end of the day i, I can hate on him i can sit here and you know disrespect him all i want but he's still earning millions he's still done what nobody else has ever done if anything I feel like he,
0: he needs people to hate him because then they tune in to hopefully
1: watch it's, him it's, 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 whether they tune in or not he still gets paid whether they hate him or not they still probably watch him as well that's the worst thing they will still pay £15 on Sky um, box office yeah. and watch him yeah. and, you know, McGregor I guess McGregor was the fight it was, it was a stupid fight You know, people still tune and watch him they could slag him off they can disrespect him they can do whatever they can say whatever but then he got the job done yeah and uh, another thing that um you, you mentioned before
0: was the rocky movies and i think like when when people say like what was your inspiration growing up you obviously you, your first answer is always going to be the Arleys and the Tysons but i think that like um pop culture as in rocky shouldn't be like overlooked either because i feel like a lot Man, of people massive.
1: that is their first introduction to boxing for a lot of people it is honestly it was well not so much now because obviously they're a bit outdated but everybody yeah. i know from our generation and, and older they've watched Rocky films. They know who Rocky Balboa is. They know the films more so than most, they know most other fighters. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, exactly. everybody who's not a boxer, everybody knows Rocky, you know, from that film. Most people yeah. don't know if he's real, if he's a fake person, if he's based on a shoe story, most people don't know that. Yeah. But yeah. everybody knows, like you said, you're hundred percent right there. That Rocky film, he smashed it to a the Stallone and the whole films and, mate, he done well. He, he, and them Creed films, they're not as good and, what Rocky done for boxing is unmatched. It's unmatched. I don't think I'll ever do it again because an entire generation is like you said, have watched that film and they know who Rocky is.
0: Yeah, that was a good time for films like Rocky's Godfathers. Rocky. There was a good generation of yeah, people off yeah. the back of Godfather as well. But yeah, like and the story I think behind Rocky as well with Sylvester Stallone like making the first one himself yeah like writing the script directing all mm-hmm. of that and then going on to the success he has mm-hmm. is, a, is also a good story but it's just the montages i think when when you think of like any training montage it's pretty that's pretty much where it like started from do you know what i mean like you see one of them and your mind goes to rocky that's and then right, you probably yeah. go into the gym the next day yeah, as a young yeah. as a young in there going into the gym boxing mm-hmm. you're thinking
1: let's climb to the top of the stairs and do the <laughs> say like obviously ladies in our family communities you know they don't really into boxing, okay. they probably don't send their kids into the gym because they probably seen Rocky and thinking, I don't want my son of, or getting bashed like him. Or do you know what I'm trying to say? Even though it's not true, it's a film, and it's if you look back, if you, if I watch it now and I think, well wow, why was I so captivated? You know, it was like it's, it's, it's fake, but it's, it's pop culture. Do you know what I mean? And it, was very, it was very 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 popular.
0: 100. Um, going back to like the introduction, I mentioned that you had five London amateur. Championships, um, yeah. and during your amateur career, you had around seventy-five fights and yeah. fifty to fifty-five wins. Is that? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what what was the span of like the the um five London amateur championships? Like what uh
1: age range? So I mean, well, it started from when I was say twelve. When I had my first first year of boxing. I lost my first two fights, and then I went on to the beat beating. I beat Daniel Dubois, the one who box on the weekend, the super heavyweight. I oh beat, really. Yeah, so that was my first year. I mean, I think whatever. So I I won them. You know, I say five, but I know it's probably more than five. I've probably got all the trophies here. I've won them a long time uh, for quite a few years in a row. Yeah. Um, Consecutively, um, I've got to the national final. I've been to three national finals, but I've never won one. Uh, You know, I've come out to fight, and people have said to me, "You won every single round there." I don't know how the judges didn't see it. So when I come back to when I said about racism i don't know what the reason was it could be it, it could be a way a reason you know i was the only up and i kept doing it back then yeah just yeah, um i've been to three national final level i boxed like in box cups abroad and whatever everywhere um do you think they shape um like careers
0: from a young age like they they think that somebody might have star potential so they want them to sort of progress through the ranks have a decorated amateur career then propel them into the pros or do you think yes, and no.
1: yes and no um there's several reasons several things a good amateur doesn't always make a good pro because what you don't realize what people don't realize is professional boxing is it's stupid it sound it's a different sport to amateur boxing it's a complete different thing you know the training the lifestyle the, the what goes on behind the scenes it's a complete different thing from the amateur boxing people have to realize that um, a good amateur would make a good pro. There are a lot of good amateurs. Who I was growing up with, training with, they all stop. You know, when you, it's not like every good boxer who comes into the gym walks out and makes it as a world champion. You know, there's hundreds of kids that walk into the gym every day as amateurs, as young amateurs who are good, and they don't always win. Um, or they they don't always progress forward. At the end of the day, I think it comes down to to your heart and to your, how much you want it. You know, your yeah. perseverance. You know, how, you know everybody faces obstacles in life and. You get, you fall down, you get back up again, and that's what makes a fighter. That's what really makes a champion. There are kids out there or people out there who have it all their way. They're winning, winning, winning. As soon as they take a loss, they never come back again.
0: Yeah, yeah. I seems you know, like Wilder's like that at the
1: moment. Wilder's like... like that at the moment. Listen, um, it's happened every time. You know, it happens years and year in, year out, year in, year out. It's just. Life isn't it, I guess. Just as every not every kid who goes to a local football team makes it as a professional footballer, not every kid who walks into the gym makes it as a professional boxer. It's just yeah. black guess I don't know what it is, there's a of reasons.
0: It's a combination of lots of things, I think, you know, like things, you yeah. mentioned, yeah. Um go um going back to a couple of episodes ago when I, I interviewed a guy from uh Hervir Singh is a Muay Thai fighter from New York. He was saying at amateur level, they don't test for anything in the in the States like he goes I'm, that you could I'm have
1: not, I'm not sure I will not be able to tell you um I don't that, see you testing the amateurs here either actually I have never been testing the amateurs I've never been tested at all really? uh, I don't think they tested I'm, I'm not too sure on that I'm not too sure about that
0: okay because that that's surprising to me just because I think like obviously safety of fighters and etc but maybe it's because there's not as much funding at amateur level and then professional yeah, obviously, obviously
1: there's more money um, in the sport. maybe if you go to, like, Olympics and stuff, if you get to, like, that sort of level, there probably is some sort of testing, available, testing. There, there is a testing, yeah, there is. There is. Yeah, there's a test um, at Olympic level. They can't test every probably. single amateur in the world. It just yeah. doesn't make sense monetarily, financially, and all that stuff. Um, I think when you get to a certain level, they do test you.
0: Right, OK. okay. I just wanted to track that, because I think I said uh, in that interview that um that we do do testing in the UK, but... It's I think, yeah,
1: we do we do, we do, we do, we do, we do. It's I haven't been tested as a professional. It doesn't mean I don't test professionals, it's just I haven't been tested yet.
0: Yeah. What have you not been tested as professional either?
1: Yeah. No, not yet.
0: Oh really? Hmm. that's surprising. Um yeah, it's probably like at a certain level because then, then you can't I mean, I think
1: it's it. um random as well as spontaneous, they can turn the door right now. So I mean and um,
0: uh okay, okay. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure like the British Box and Border Control does their own like random testing, but then
1: they do the random testing and then you've got like um when you fight for a title and stuff, you have to test then. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's loads of things in place, you know
0: as successful as you were inside the ring during your amateur career you also made like massive impact outside of the ring because you yeah. um changed the rule that so can you explain the rule that was in place before and then ha- like what
1: yeah. happened all uh, right yeah just heads that i didn't do it on my own i get all the credit for yeah, it okay. but i didn't do it alone. You know, there was a lot of people involved but um so basically what it was Throughout the world, amateur boxing—you know—you could watch Olympics and everything else. Amateur boxing, you wasn't allowed to keep a beard. Now, the reason for the rule is not too clear. They say if you get cut, it could disguise a cut. Um, I don't even know what the reason—that's like, one of the reasons—but I'm not too sure of the, of the exact, like, definite answer as to why you know the rule stood. It's an international law, so every some country has to abide by it. And then in Canada, some guy. I can't remember his name. He was an up and He fought and got it changed in Canada, and then we got it done here. So myself and the CPA, Jesper, and the Lions and May club. Um, m- one of the boys from Midlands Curran, We got together. Well, they actually got together. They started the process, but they needed a case study. and I was the only case study, mm-hmm. so um, I was involved, and we um campaigned for it, and we got it overturned in England. And now hopefully, you know. Canada's done it, England's done it, and hopefully other countries follow suit. But uh, like I said, it wasn't just for the Sikhs. It's part of our religion, but everybody keeps a beard now. You know, when I was boxing in Harry, I was like, oh, you know what? They was actually come up to me saying, Thank you, bro. Thank you for letting us been there. Not because everybody hates you shaving. Yeah, imagine yeah. if you kept a beard, even if it was a short beard, a stub or whatever, and you had to shave before your fight, It was just not what people wanted to do. Yeah. And like I said, it didn't really make sense. Every other combat sport you're allowed a beard. Professional boxing, you're allowed a beard. It's just in the amateurs you weren't. So We've got the rule overturned and um the rest is history yeah
0: um and as you said before like the the headlines you, you were in the headlines the most but i'm I'm assuming there was like a lot of intricacies that went into it because yeah overturning a rule that stood for so long probably wasn't easy no, um, was... what was it what were like the intricacies like did
1: who, who who did he actually have to go to to get this rule overturned was it we went to england boxing but when they went to england boxing they had to have like doctors on their side, they had to get a legal team on their side. So it was quite a lot involved. Like I said, I wasn't I'm not entirely sure of the details, but I know they put in a lot of work and it was going on for months and months. Um but the boys they've done it. They've done it and they changed they changed the course. Surprised it's not happened in like uh India then.
0: Um if it's happened in Canada and
1: Yeah, England. I think um listen, in India there's a lot of things that is wrong with India, do you know what I mean? Um It will happen I guess it would just take time I think you know I mean it's just not like I don't know I don't know why it's not happening but yeah it makes sense people would you would think is India would be the first but it's not the case
0: yeah yeah I feel like um the people who leave like the country probably have a bigger affection for the culture because they want to preserve it whereas there it's probably just like its arm really do you know that's I mean
1: Normal, that's right, yeah.
0: do you feel like um during that period because it did get a lot of media coverage as well so yeah. do you feel like um could you feel the impact of the media coverage after after that occurred
1: in what sense
0: because like I remember so that's that's pretty much when I first started following you as a boxer because you were Probably. on BBC Sport yeah yeah. they yeah. did like a, a video um and this was, a, if, I think this was only like maybe what, three years ago, I think it was.
1: 2017 years, three years ago, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um, like, obviously, I prob- I'm i not going to be the only person who's watched our BBC
1: Sport video. that would have been coming Yeah, you know what, funny, I've done an interview on BBC and I was walking down the road and some geezer turned down his bin and he goes, "Who's your BBC yesterday? Some random geezer. I was walking down the road and I was like, yeah, that was me. He's like, oh, shit, well done, bro. Good seeing you on TV. He was like, I was watching it yesterday. Yeah. Random geezer. Just random. That's- random, completely random. don't know who he was, where he from. So
0: it there, would have been like, uh, there would have been like a lot of other, not just like, uh, not just up on it, but just general population. who. Yeah, were...
1: yeah, yeah. General population. Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, it was a massive opportunity for myself to get my name out there. Um, I was only really young then, so we're younger. Um, so it, it was good. You know, I wasn't really, I didn't really do it for that reason, but it, that was part of the parcel. Yeah,
0: yeah. Obviously, like the the main aim was to was to yeah change, to get the but beard, could be benefits. Whatever
1: I could help out, I helped out. Um, but yeah, it, it come with a lot of pros. Um,
0: and talking about pros, you last year turned to professional.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last year.
0: What was like the decision for that? Because like a lot of amateurs stay for a, a bit longer. Because you're only twenty three, so you would have turned yeah. professional at twenty two. Yeah. Um, and like you you don't really see many boxers turn professional yeah, 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 so what was your like logic behind them
1: um simply i wanted to give it a go give it a crack i wanted to do something that like i said not many up in this thing i don't think i think it's probably about three or four of up in boxes boxers that have turned professional probably not even four i think about two or three in england in the uk yeah, I'm a, I'm a I know a And I was the child first gear, like, yeah. one with my hair intact, my first one with the gears. So I wanted to give it a crack. I wanted to give it a go. I wanted to just do it, literally, just do it. Yeah, I had the opportunity and I wanted to do it. It's something I've always wanted to do. It's something, you know, my family had always been involved in boxing, but it was never a professional. Times were different back then. They had to earn a living, they had to work, they had to do other things, you know. And I was, the opportunity was there. So for me not to take it would have been disrespectful the opportunity presented itself, I was always, like I said, it's every young fo- fo- um, footballer's dream to become a professional footballer, every young boxer's dream to become a professional boxer, mm-hmm. so the opportunity presented itself, I've always wanted to do it, so I took it with both hands. And is that it.
0: something that, like, uh, that opportunity is uh, comes from, like, an external source, or is that something that you decide yourself?
1: A bit of both, you know. You, you, it's a bit above, you know, you can't just wake up and say, I'm, I'm going to be a professional boxer and expect to be a professional boxer. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to work for it. And then also you have to speak to people, get in touch with people, you know, there's a, vari- there's a very variety of different reasons, there's various reasons as to how you become a professional, but you know, I've done it and uh, here I am. And then when you signed professional, you
0: signed uh, under the management company MTK, which is it's quite a big deal. You were the first Sikh boxer to sign first, with,
1: them. with them. Yeah, and, and first they're massive. They're yeah. massive. I mean, massive. I've got more. I have had three fights as a professional. I've had more publicity, more awareness, more everything in these past three fights than I had in my entire year, ten years as an amateur.
0: Yeah,
1: and that's just the way it is. You know, the publicity, the I wouldn't say fame. I'd say like the the awareness, the everything like i said you know being on instagram being uh, walking down the road people recognized me i was in after my debut i went to selfridges mm-hmm. this was christmas time and someone's like are you a professional boxer i'm up and i was like yeah he's like oh my friend follows you He goes, like, i'm from watford or something and i was like oh wow you know this is after my debut you know i've never had that yeah you know, yeah 10 years of amateur boxing but it's part of the game and it? it's part of the past like i said earlier on it's part of the sport
0: 100% and um, when you when you're part of like a management company like MTK what yeah. sort of like benefits does that like come with because obviously as as I say that they're, they're, they're massive like some of the names that I've got here on their roster like are household names yeah, uh, Rocky yeah. Fielding, John O'Carroll, Huey Fury, Josh Taylor, yeah. Dave Allen, one of my favourites because he's just funny,
1: um, Carl Fampton, Billy Joe Driss- yeah, Saunders yeah. and obviously um, Tyson Fury. Massive benefits. you know my, my debut was on Sky Sports yeah. So m- most people have their debut on a small show, whatever. My debut was in Sky Sports, a massive show. And you know, when there was sharing fight, you could see I had to ring, my granddad and all, and all his friends. All my, my old bug guys sitting there with their bugs on. Mm-hmm. Um, wicked. You know, what I mean, um, to be able to box on Sky Sports, massive pedestal, massive platform. Um, there's a lot of benefits of signing with someone like MTK. You know, they get you out on good shows. They keep you active. They're they're regularly doing shows. So if you're fit and if you're good, you know, you're active. They keep, they look after you.
0: It wasn't just debut as well. Your first two fights... Yeah, two fights. They were on the
1: Golden Contract. Yeah, uh, both Underguide. Golden Contract, Underguard. And then my last one was on ESPN and IFL TV and YouTube. Yeah, yeah. So it's another it big platform.
0: Yeah, IFL are like huge. Like, uh, that when you made your pro debut, um, I watched your interview straight after. But I think it was... Uh, was it Andrew McCart? Uh, I couldn't I remember. I think, I think, a few I think that's one of the guys who does it. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, IFL like, is, like, massive. Like They're just out so much content all the time. That's right. Yeah. Um. What, as he as he was saying before, like the the difference between amateur boxing and professional boxing is like crazy. So, what was that feeling like for yourself when, um, you, you took the step up from amateur to, to making your pro debut?
1: Uh, if we took a, if we look at in the sense of training, so let's look at the training side. Yeah. The training side it was different. It was harder. It was. It was like a, it was like your whole life of your training was your whole life. You know, it wasn't just going down the amateur gym three, four times a week and training and doing a couple of runs at home. This was, sorry, one second. this was a whole life. This was your whole life of dedicated to doing this training. So it was different and it was hard, you know what I mean? Hard in the sense that you couldn't, it's not that you couldn't have a day off. It's more that your body was tired, but you had to push and You know, that was a big transition for me. Um, the training side but I was never I was always a hard trainer I was always you know given 100% in training and I still do obviously but that was a big deal that's for every fight you know did you say the first one of the first major things is the training the difference in training and not just what you do it's how you do it as well so just different things and that was a big part and then um like I said mind going what, into DO for some of them yeah I mean um it was like in the amateurs, you just do like a generic thing. You know, you'd go to the gym, you do a bit of skipping, then go out of bags, do a bit of sparring, do a bit of pads and go on Whereas in a bo- professional boxing it was specific. You know, my first, say, month, six weeks, I was doing footwork drills. All my coach had been doing was footwork drills, footwork drills, foot- every day, every day. It was boring. And I was like, it's not good enough. It's not hard enough. I was thinking, this not, it's not training. But it, it helped, and it helped my footwork. You know, it could be the smallest thing ever, but with rep- rep- repetition, it was working on specific things it wasn't just doing the same thing every day you know just to just to go through the motions go through the paces it was specific it was training was a bit more scientific it was a bit more like i had a lot more pressure on my shoulders in a way because like i had my debut on two massive platform my debut on a massive platform my second fight it was like a lot more it's your whole life kind of it's literally your whole life you know you'd wake up you'd train you'd come home you'd rest you'd eat right and then you would train again mm-hmm. you know it was to it was a job in a way whereas the amateurs it was just like a it wasn't a, it wasn't a, a hobby it was a hobby but it was like um just the amateurs wasn't that specific it wasn't that it wasn't you know direct it wasn't I think I improved more as a year in my past year as, an, as a professional than I have been, say, in say the past three, four years as an amateur. Yeah, I mean, it was because it's a whole different thing. It's a whole different ball game and people don't realise that. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: You know, it, you have it, it, a new, it, it, just new ideas, you surround yourself with different people, The sparring, is longer, it's more, you do more rounds. You do, you know, you have to change your style a bit. You have to adapt to the longer range. You're not training for three rounds you now. You're training for four is what you start off And I've done six rounds in my, in my third fight. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 a lot of changes, but it's part of the game. And I didn't really struggle with the training side. It was more how it was done, not what we did. You know, I didn't yeah. struggle with it because it was hard. I couldn't do, for example, I couldn't do the running or I couldn't do the bag work. It was just harder in a way we did it.
0: Do you think it's more like um intellectual as well? Because you're yeah, yeah, on yeah. so much so much because wins. obviously we
1: train not to just be a four round fighter. We trained to do twelve rounds. So our, our game from young is to. Get, prepare ourselves for 12 rounds um, and that is a mental thing as well more than a physical thing. Not more than, but just as much as it's a physical thing, it's a mental thing as well. It's a mental battle. And obviously another massive thing that everybody should realise when they're going to the professional is about the ticket side. You know, you have to sell tickets and it was exciting for me. You know, I was selling tickets. I was, you know, I was only making a bit of money for the first time ever. Um, but that's a massive aspect of professional boxing as well ticket sales
0: but do you think it's because um, in the amateurs you work more on yourself whereas in the professionals you work specifically to an opponent because you know that's what's coming up it's it's- partially
1: partially i mean in the amateurs when you get to a certain level you know who you're fighting you're not just gonna fight a random guy right. when you're young it's different but uh, that wasn't a difference i don't really there's not one thing that was different it was just everything everything you're yeah. training for an opponent specific opponent yeah you're right you were Training to fight longer rounds, yeah, we were doing it. We were training to be stronger. You know, strength training is a massive difference. You know, we we're doing a lot of strength work. We was, you know, just everything. Your whole, it's, you're meeting new people. You're speaking to new people. That was a completely different thing. You know, you're speaking. You're mixing amongst professionals. You're mixing. You're seeing professional sparring. You know, people that you see on TV. You're now watching them in the gym sparring. I mean, you're now sparring them. You know, it's yeah, just yeah. completely different. Um and the rules are slightly, well, the rules aren't too much different,
0: but they're all like, you're not exactly awarded points in the same system as you were in amateurs and you're allowed to get away with a lot more in the professional ranks. Is that yeah. something that you work on in the gym, like working on the inside or sort of people um, on people?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, professional boxing, like I said, it's a business. It's, just, it's also a sport but it's a business as well. So, you learn these things with time, you know, some, as we see, you know, there's always little tricks to the trade mm-hmm. um and i'm not really a dirty fighter but you do get dirty fighter, you know i broke my nose with a headbutt but, yeah, yeah. but jamie didn't you um didn't you get disqualified no because even though he probably did it kind of intentionally you know playing rough but he, he must have disguised it well yeah this yeah. is it's like i said it's a complete different sport the amateurs is a, is a sport we work double jab right, you know, you're upright boxing, we're moving, we're staying, we're boxing for points, but in a professional way, you, you fight to hurt them, and that's the difference. And, or, or they fight to hurt you as well. And
0: w- watching that fight where, where you had broken your nose, that was in the second round, I believe.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the end of, towards the end of the second round.
0: And up until that point, um, like I watched it live on ifo and up until that point, you were boxing really clean. And he sees, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like mean,
1: I, I mean, I mean, the camera on, I probably would have stopped him in say three or four rounds. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it was landing clean, I was hitting him with good shots. I wasn't really getting caught, I didn't really get caught in the first most of the first round, but well, all of the first round, most of the second round until my nose broke. But mm-hmm. again, that's a massive thing, you know, my nose is pouring out blood, I couldn't breathe. If I come back to the second round. I've never had a broken nose. And I come back, I'm sitting in the corner and second around. And my energy was just like, I felt tired all of a sudden. I and mean, that was the biggest I've ever been. And I couldn't breathe through my nose. It was like, imagine a massive blockage. And I didn't even think about having a broken nose. I didn't even know it could happen. I've never had a broken nose. I said to my car, I said, I can't breathe through my I need to blow it. He said, You can't, like, you can't, like, pouring out with blood. And he was holding it to stop the blood. And I was like, bro, I just cannot breathe. My energy was that. I didn't even realize I had a broken nose. And I fought with a broken nose. And I was point Like I said, I couldn't breathe from the second round onwards. I could not breathe through my nose. I was breathing through my mouth, I had my gum in there. You, know, you can't leave your mouth open, you get caught with shots. It was hard in there, um, but I showed heart. And I always knew I had heart, but that's something you have to prove. You know, you can tell everyone, oh, I've got heart, I've got this and I've got that. I've yeah, got a chin. But until you don't prove it, you know, it doesn't mean anything. Words are not really... They're meaningless. Yeah. And I showed in that fight heart and... He hit me with all he's, got, all he's got, but I didn't go down and I still carried on fighting even to the last bell. Um, and, like I said, I'll, he knows I'm coming again. He knows I'm, uh, you know, the rematch is going to be on and, um, it was it, listen, it, like I said, I'm not here to disrespect him as a fighter, but there, there was levels to it. You know what I mean? Like you like said, just after the first round, I bossed it most of the second when I was bossing it. When my nose broke, it was just a different story.
0: You could see, like, a clear day and light between, between, like, the first and second round and then the rest of the fight afterwards like, you right, can yeah. see that there was something there was something wrong it did take um i was watching it with my dad and i, I called it out then i was i goes i think he's broken his nose
1: yeah um yeah a lot of people didn't see it um you saw it you know you must have been looking closely in it. but it's just one the, on the replay when you know you're looking for it you can see it but
0: yeah I, I didn't clock it in this like in the third round i didn't clock it immediately it was like in the uh, in the fourth or fifth you can sort of um tell just um i, I think look, because man. yeah you can just tell do you know what i mean it's yeah. one of them hard things that if like um i've been watching like boxing for, for like since i was a kid and it's yeah. there's it's not an uncommon thing to happen that's right yeah so when it does happen you can sort of see similarities yeah. between yeah. fighters yeah. Right, yeah um and this isn't the first time that you had fought him you fought him in the amateurs as well and yeah, that really, not exactly I end. Like,
1: yeah I mean, it's just one of them ones. like i said there's tricks to the trade, there's learn, there's, there's, things that you can do get away with um the worst thing was a referee come off you know after the second round he can't be said the clash of heads cause that headbutt on your nose cause that cut on your nose and i'm thinking yeah fucking hell, don't say nothing to him. no don't warn him for it mm-hmm. yeah, i mean um but it is what it is you know i can sit here crying about it or i can take the positives from it um like i said i'll be back without a doubt um um it's given me a feel and I'm hungry and more hungry than ever now. Do you know what I mean? I need to fight, I need to get back in the ring doing what I do best. Like it was a big fight to take, it was only my third fight. I didn't have to take it, yeah. I didn't need to take it, I didn't, you know, did, but I wanted to, I wanted to fight. You know, I'm not here to make up numbers, yeah. yeah. I'm not here to duck anybody or shy away, I'm, whatever happens. I'm a fighter and I showed that in the ring. And like I said, time and time again, I'll show it, continue to show it until, until the day I retire. I'll show them people that I'm not here to make up. number. I'm a fighter, and that's what I do.
0: Yeah, because it was billed as like a 50-50 fight as well, going into Yeah, it. cool. So yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: yeah. listen, he was free, and I was two, and, I was two and I, on paper, it was a 50-50 fight. Exactly. Which you're taking early in your career, like most people don't. So again, credit yeah, to I you. Don't do team, but like, I don't regret it. I'll do it all yeah. again. I'll do you do think,
0: um because you've had like a loss like early in, in your career now, do you think that one sort of relieves a lot of pressure? Because I know like fighters, nowadays, um, are obsessed with probably yeah. because of floyd like we were talking about before because he wasn't yeah. defeated do you think that pressure is uh, is gone off your shoulders like look I, I know i can come back from a loss now jay hogue it yeah, doesn't matter but i can try my best no matter
1: what um probably but like i haven't gotten to ring at the end of the day you know what it is pressure yeah for me pressure makes diamonds so i don't mind pressure i don't mind people looking at me i don't mind people disrespecting me I don't mind people talking good about me good publicity bad publicity all publicity is good publicity mm-hmm. I don't mind I don't mind pressure you know there could be one person in the arena there could be a million and one people I've got to do my job in there so like I said it's not nice having it on your record and having a loss on your record it's not the nicest things but I'm not here to have a fabricated record you know I know loads of fighters who are 10-12-0 I know 10, 12 and, right now, and they're, they're just sitting around because they're bored they don't want to they don't want to continue fighting in general because they can't they're 12 and 0 now Mm-hmm. they can't step up because they're scared they're not good enough so listen I've got the I took a loss on the record but people who know they know that it wasn't a loss it was what I showed in that ring most, most fighters ain't never shown yeah you know nobody can doubt my chin nobody can doubt my heart and it wasn't ideal but I'm still here I'm, I live to fight another day and I'll fight again my time will come again and we'll get the rematch again and you know we'll see what happens yeah
0: I again I 100% agree I don't think anyone can say anything about your chin now after that not going yeah, yeah. down towards a lot of rounds when yeah, yeah, he yeah. He can't breathe and he was landing bombs and stuff. like. Nobody and, you
1: know, your visions, you know, start, your water starts to come in your eyes it? because you broke your I nose. Can, like, I can no imagine.
0: No problem, you know, I'm, I'm a fighter. Yeah, definitely. I can imagine, like, I've dropped my phone on my nose, like, when I'm watching, like, a YouTube video or something and I feel, like, crying for, like, five minutes because there's that much water <laughs> coming out of my eyes. I can only imagine what a... a, yeah. a even
1: after the fight, like, even now... I have to take a deep breath from my nose so I can't entirely breathe from my nose so I have to deep breath from my mouth just while I'm talking while I'm eating you know it's, it's calm down now I, I can slowly start breathing it's been about 15, 16, 17 days mm. so it's, well, no probably more than I think almost three weeks now um, but I would have to stop talking just to breathe from my mouth I would have to stop eating to breathe from my mouth because I couldn't breathe from my nose and yeah. I was thinking I, I'd done a fight you know I had someone on me trying to kill me trying to knock me out and my heart got me through it and because if we got a chin, he would have had to take me with a sledgehammer to take me down.
0: <laughs> definitely, definitely. Is is this something that you're going to have to be conscious of going forward as well? Because you are quite tall in your weight class. So the average height of like a super middle weight, super welterweight, sorry, yeah. is um, around like 5'9, five, 5'10. Five, and you're
1: just super. Yeah. I'm, about say, I'm actually on box track, I'm six foot, but I'm, not, I'm like 6'1, six 6'2. Six yeah.
0: So is this something that like. I, I think you see it all the time where, like, a bigger
1: fighter goes in with a smaller fighter. There tends to be a lot of head clashes just because. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just I've had 70, You got I've had seventy-five amateur fights. I've only ever cut my head twice, and both times against him. Yeah. So I'm really conscious when I'm in the ring. Anything can happen. I'm prepared for the worst. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm prepared for the worst. Um, and as we were speaking about energy
0: levels, like, obviously, that is a that's that's a an occurrence that isn't going to happen every fight. Hopefully, that yeah. like a break in the nose, yeah, yeah. but. How do you like manage energy levels during the day as a whole because obviously you need to be uh
1: you need to have full energy during that yeah. fight be a, oh, you know what that's probably the ones that I'm not too educated on I've never really bothered too much about which is a good thing. it's a bad thing I'm not too sure right I'm just do myself on a day you know I chiller, I enjoy myself, I just listen to music, I eat normally i I don't do anything unusual that I've never done you know i just be myself you know I was in a hotel I was in quarantine I was just chilling in my room you know I was going downstairs to the lobby area where everyone else was just, just doing me
0: yeah. at the
1: end of the day. we can in our mind our mind really powerful you can either you can overthink and you can tire yourself thinking about the fight yeah, and trying to prepare yourself in the morning of the fight you know I've got a fight I'm going to do this I'm going to do that but when you get in the ring everybody like Tyson said it. everybody has a plan till they get punched in the face so there's no point worrying about it. It's a spar. You've done a million spars. I've had hundreds of fights before. It's no problem. It's another fight. Whatever happens, I know what I've got to do. When I get in the ring, it's got to be second nature to me because I've already done it in the in this in the in the ring in the training camp. So what I'm gonna do in the ring is gonna be nothing new to me. It's gonna be another day, another dollar, you know, the fight. So I'm gonna go home, you know, um, I don't kill myself, I don't stress out over my fight, I don't worry myself, I don't lock myself off from everybody, I just be myself, be normal, be cool do my barge in the morning and just chill out and enjoy myself yeah it's a journey. you have to enjoy the journey do you know
0: what I mean? yeah i think because obviously like from the outside looking in uh so i always feel like this going to a fight and that must be like such an adrenaline sort of uh sort of time like even like the wa- uh, ring walk and surf so how no, do you it's not, definitely, like zap-
1: definitely, definitely you can try not to be like i said you said i try and be normal I'd be myself but you got an adrenaline it's like a in your heart you know i'm fighting so i've got a to fight tonight yeah it's not yeah. a football match it's a fight yeah you know you're you've prepared six weeks for eight weeks for it so it's finally here today It's yeah. interesting. you walk to the ring when you walk into the arena you touch the ring you know it's an it's all in, it's all a it's a feeling no boxer can explain because it's it's mad it's mad and, but it, it's what us fighters go for is, you know it's what, it's what we're prepared to do
0: I guess the more you do it as well like obviously well you're close to 80 fights now if you include the amateur ones like it's the the feeling will probably always be the same as in like really high but like the effects of it on your body you're probably yeah, probably like yeah 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 time. so
1: the feeling doesn't change but maybe the effects probably don't they're not as lasting or not as don't take as much of a toll
0: yeah um, and you're uh, currently in the super welterweight but i've heard that you say that you could even make welterweight if you had to i don't
1: know i mean i've been told i can make welterweight right. i'm never silly weight above i'm never i'm like right now i'm probably about 74 kilos so yeah. about about half a stone over my fight weight which is super minutes. so it's not a big deal i could probably make welterweight i'm not too sure i'd have to i'd have to i'd have to see do you know what i mean yeah I yeah, yeah. Much.
0: but you're still quite young as well Like as i as you said you're only 23 do you yeah. think um it do you think it's more likely that you'll end up going up
1: weight classes as time progresses? Probably, probably, I mean, that's the natural thing that everyone does. Man, they go up as they grow older. Yeah, and, you, know, man, you never know. So that would be um light middle, or is it straight? No, no. So, uh, no. so super water weight and light middle is the same. Oh, okay. It's just different okay. names right, can put, uh, okay. depending yeah. on the um like organization WBO, I I don't know what, what And then lightest middleweight, and then it's super middle. Yeah, um. So then.
0: What is like it so the, the top person in your weight class at the moment is uh Charlo, uh, like globally. Globally, yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. is that someone that you look up to
1: or like watches you know fighters? What I don't really um listen, Charlo's a good fighter, it's not someone I actually look up to. I don't know why, you know, because for me right now I look at I look I watch Canelo. I watch a lot of Canelo. Yeah. Um one of my favourite all time fighters was Miguel Cotto. He's retired yeah. now, but yeah. you know Charlo's A phenomenal fighter, but I just don't feel like he's not someone I watch a lot. I watch him when he fights, of course. You know, he's my weight, Mm. but he's not someone I trying to be like, or you know, you know what I'm trying to say.
0: Do but when you do, as like a person who isn't involved in boxing, when I watch a fight, it's purely for entertainment. When Mm. when you watch a fight, do you watch it with a more analytical sort of head-on or can you just enjoy boxing
1: for boxing a mm, bit of both i think sometimes like yeah. for example the heavyweight fight on the weekend i don't watch it for i mean i'm constantly watching you know my brain is while i'm watching a fight my brain's ticking it could he, oh, he threw the double jab well oh he's throwing the left it to the body well yeah. but um um like he threw the left to the body well or he done this or he done that but when uh it's hard you can't always log off when you're watching boxing because we 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 watch them to be like them kind of thing sometimes yeah and then in the uk
0: scene you've got um like anthony fowler yeah cheeseman um is that something that you look probably a bit more closely because that's closely yeah
1: yeah definitely 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 you know you look at them more closely because one day i could be fighting in the near future more than highly like i could be fighting one of them so when i watch them it's to learn to see what they do see what they don't do um but when you watch big fights I mean, I could watch Lomachenko, watching my watching for entertainment, but watching to to learn from him as well. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then going into that, so like uh, in boxing, I feel like I I, I like Matchroom and I listen to Eddie Hearn a lot because he is like a quite a flamboyant character, and he always says that you are like you're never more than three fights away than from a big fight. Yeah, is that what you think in your head? Like, if you smash your next three fights, you could go up against one of the the top ones in the UK, and then if you beat them, you can go up to next thing. Or do you just not feel you know, like I've
1: never, I've never actually heard, I've never knew he said that. But it's quite a good way to look at things. You know what I mean? You know, I've only had three fights, so to say three <laughs> for me, might be a bit of a stretch. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, it's a it's a good way of looking at it, boxing because you know three fights. You know, I could be in line for eliminator for like a southern area or like an English title, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely, but listen, you know, it is you gotta treat every fight like it's your last fight, yeah, like um, do or die kind of thing. Mm-hmm. No one's gonna, you know, give you an easy fight just so you can win next time. Do you know what I mean? It yeah, mean yeah. But like every fight you gotta focus on in the moment.
0: Definitely. Is do do you feel like there's the clear path to follow, or do you feel like it's just more? Nah, you've got to not, take? There's
1: no clear path. Is fighters out there who have boxed for world titles but they haven't really boxed no British competition but there's fighters out there who have boxed com- like, n- local competition competition, and it's harder it. they've gone the hardware. way you know it just depends there's no clear cut route for anything or anyone it's mm. just like I said you've got to get through every fight at, at a time and then see where that leads you kind of thing
0: yeah you've just got to take it as it comes
1: you've got to play it smart because boxing is about timing boxing is about um being smart you know you you can't just keep jumping to the deep end like like a lot of people saying to Boya, even though he lost, you know, he shouldn't have taken a fight or whatever. But that's up to him. But each fight's timing, you know, maybe in, in two years' time, he would have better Joyce, mm-hmm. or maybe there would have been the same outcome. You don't know, but it's a risk. Sometimes you've got to take.
0: On the topic of the fight on the weekend, a lot of um sort of people are coming out and saying that he quit, but because mm. he had like I think it's his his eye socket. Yeah, with like uh questions and then oh yeah um what what is what's your take because when i watched it back as like obviously you see it, the job and then he just takes the knee and then you just take me yeah so
1: when you look at like like when you look at live, you think shit he's bottled it yeah yeah you think yeah he's definitely quit but then when the Which doctor be, comes like, out, know? so, yeah like i said listen he wasn't getting battered mm-hmm. it was a pretty you could at some like one judge had him two rounds up, one had Joyce two rounds up. One stupid judge had you eight rounds, up, but I don't think it was that much, you know. It was a not 50-50, it was like a 60-40 fight either way. It wasn't yeah. he was getting battered, he wasn't getting battered, he wasn't. He, I mean, not trying to be funny. Joyce hardly threw a like, right hand. So um it wasn't like he got battered, it wasn't like he was one-sided, it wasn't like he was getting destroyed. I don't think he could have took he should have taken a knee. I wouldn't have personally. Yeah. But he was in the ring. I wasn't in the ring. You were in the ring. Nobody else was in the ring. He was in the ring. Yeah. Um, in my personal opinion, I wouldn't have done the same. I wouldn't have, you know, I believe he did quit. He didn't, you know, there's a round and a half or two rounds left. It's not the end of the world. Um, but that's like I what said, I we, thought when
0: I watched it as well. We, we weren't in the tech. ring.
1: You, you, you know, me, we were in the ring. We don't have no right to say he done this or he done that. We should have done this. You know, the man in the ring is the man in the ring. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> else, we're just spectators.
0: 100 100 um is it okay if i get your take on a few of the divisions that i watch a bit more closely because as, yeah, as, as a as i say as a spectator and not uh fully into it um you probably
1: have better insight than me um you know what, um, you know what? i don't actually watch all these big fights sometimes i'm um, like right, okay most of them happen at like 11 12 now, or like the american ones at four i don't stay awake for that late but yeah go for it okay. ask me
0: I, I'm, I'm obviously um so you spoke about lomachenko uh, a few times so it's probably best to start off with a lightweight division um so the the four or the four fighters that i watch like more closely as as i said Loma um I quite like devin haney um Tia Lopez obviously because yeah. he beat Loma and um ryan Garcia. so out of them four who would you say is
1: lopez by far
0: yeah
1: he's proved it i think devin haney's good ryan garcia is good you know, uh, but they're not on Teofan Lopez's level. You know, it's, Lopez, he's beaten man. And I yeah. think Tank, Tank's a lightweight, isn't he? I think so. I think he's in that. Yeah, I think Tank beats all of them, except, you know, I'm not too sure of him on Lopez. That's a very 50-50 fight. I do think Lo- if, they, if they were to have a fight, Lopez nicks it. But yeah. I think Tank, I think Lopez is the best out of all of them. I'm not saying Devin Henney's rubbish or I just don't feel like he's on their level yet.
0: What do you think about uh, Loma after his loss? Do you think he's th- that's him done or do you think he's still got a lot to give?
1: He's got a lot of fights that he knows he can win. He's got a lot of fights that, like, for example, he beats Devin Haney easy. He can earn a few million quid and look good and do what he normally does. I mm. think he beats Devin Haney easy. Um, I don't think he's done. I don't think he's finished. You know, if he plays it smart, he can make money and he can win a world title again easy. It's not a problem for him.
0: See, um, I quite like Devin Haney. I, w- I would probably put him at the higher end of these four. But No, Joe,
1: I've probably been a harsh critic, but listen, like I said, he's, he's an excellent fighter. I yeah. just don't think he's on Tank's level or TfM Lopez level.
0: Yeah, I think the thing is, is that they still haven't really, like... Um, like tested hit, them. Yeah, they haven't tested themselves. So until they actually fight each other which mm. is the same in all the divisions that I'm going to you go. You, you, stars make fights, so you can't say he beat him, so he would beat him, it doesn't work. Yeah. It's just from the interviews that I've heard of um, Garcia and Lopez, they've both said they'd rather fight each other first and leave Haney to last. Oh, um, so in my mind, when I hear that, I feel like that they're means... They're scared of them ducking them kind of thing. They're sort of ducking him, oh, or yeah, they I think don't that's um, the better fighter, or
1: whatever it may be. But. You know, sometimes, yeah, they do it for money. They probably makes yeah. more money fighting him first than fighting him later on, but like I said, who knows, eh? Yeah. Um, And a
0: division that you might end up going into um, shortly is the welterweight division. Um, So we've got like Terence Crawford and Errol Spence. I think you could, they're the main two, like obviously Manu Pacquiao's yeah. in there, but I feel like he's a bit um, past his prime, yeah. Uh, yeah. respectfully. Yeah. Um, who would you have out of them two?
1: I really like Errol Spence. Yeah. I really like him. I, I would hope he went. See, well, sometimes when when you ask a fighter who would you win, who do you think would win, they answer not necessarily based on their abilities. They're based on who they prefer as a fighter more, and that's just the way it is. Yeah. Um, Terence Crawford. I'm not taking anything away. The guy is a formidable fighter. He's like he just beat Kelbert with a jab, kind of thing. You know, mm. like a little hook with. I don't know. It's it's a banging fight. I would want Terence Crawford. I would want um, Errol Spence to win. I think he could nick it, but you never know.
0: Has Spence fought after his car crash?
1: No, he hasn't. uh, Yeah, he did. I think he fought during lockdown, didn't he? I'm not too sure, actually. Uh, I think he did. I I can't remember. I can't remember, you know. I can't remember. I can't remember. Because that was His car crash might have taken a toll on him. Mm -hmm. It was a serious car crash. Who knows? Um, As we mentioned, Canelo before as well. uh, It's probably one of the
0: more exciting divisions as well as middleweight. Um, you've got Canelo, Triple G, Billy Joe Saunders. I th- um, what, what's your opinion on that? I don't, I don't really feel like I want to see another Triple G fight. just because nah, nah,
1: nah. Boring, boring. Yeah. I don't even want to see another Tyson Fury Donny Wilder fight, but when in regards to Canelo and that, I'd like to see Canelo and Billy Joe Saunders. Yeah. I think Billy Joe Saunders has the tools to beat him. Everyone writes him off. He's a, he's a wicked fighter. He just has to be on his absolute A-game. Like, he has to be the fittest and mentally he has to be there. I think he has the tools of beating. Whether he does or not it's a different story. Yeah. You know, uh, who only you know only time will tell. But Golovkin, I feel like, has been um, like he's older than all of them as well. You got to remember. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's probably had his time, not had his time. Like he beats probably every single other fighter in the world. Yeah. I just don't feel like he beats Canelo ever again. He never did in the first place. Was Dude, oh, really? I,
0: that was the question I was going to ask because I feel like when I watched the first one that I I had Triple G winning.
1: But no, I think thing a loss is, is right for Golovkin. Really? Yeah.
0: Mm, okay. To be fair, this is why I'm asking because you, you will probably watch it as a more analytical...
1: And no, uh, analytical yes, when things. you watch a fight, you... So I, I like Canelo, so I'm going to watch him more than yeah. I'm going to watch Golovkin in the fight. Even though it yeah. doesn't make sense, but that's just how it is.
0: Yeah, your eyes go to what he's doing, so you
1: focus that's on what right. he's
0: doing more, yeah. It, it does make sense. I, I do enjoy watching Canelo. I think he's an amazing fighter. Yeah. I just thought in that fight um he he just didn't do in, like enough for me to mm-hmm. beat Golovkin. It's that one shot, you know, when he comes comes around Canelo with the overhand right and then Golovkin mm-hmm. just and he's just walking forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um obviously was a highlight. And then um we'll we'll leave the biggest to last, I guess. I was gonna say best to last, but biggest to last probably. Um heavyweight division. Um Fury Joshua is obviously the main fight, like, yeah. uh, one at one and two, and then mm-hmm. is there any in the mix that you think could probably push them like your White, Usyk, Wilder if he comes back?
1: I think the two fights everyone wants to see right now is White um, and Deontay Wilder. Mm-hmm. That would be a big fight, and then Fury Joshua is what everyone's been calling for years. Yeah, you know I've always said this. You know before yet yeah, I've always said. Tyson Fury would beat Joshua. I always said this for years and years and years and years. And everyone's always said, no way. Joshua's a unit. He's an athlete. He's this, he's that. Look how good his body's got six-pack. He's got muscles. I said, it's not about that. Yeah. And everyone's always said, yeah, he's good, Tyson Fury, but you don't beat Joshua. And then Joshua lost and Tyson Fury battered Deontay Wilder and everyone's sort of going on. And I've always said, all my friends, my family, i always said Tyson Fury beats Joshua. However, I think the longer it goes on, it works in the favour of Joshua. Because Joshua lives a life a bit, a bit more. I mean, Tatsuyu is not off the rails now, but he was for a while. Mm-hmm. The longer it goes on, I think it, it's in Joshua's favor. Yeah. Um, having said, I do feel like Vu beats him, but it's a fight everyone wants to see, it's just not happening for some reason. Apparently, it's
0: it's agreed for next year, like a two-fight deal. I've been you know hearing it for a time, but I
1: think I think it has been, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I'm not gonna lie. I want Joshua to win. Uh, but no, I feel like really? Fury. Yeah, I want Joshua to win. I, I've just followed his career a bit more closely. So I feel like uh, I'm more of a fan of him than I am Tyson Fury.
1: No, um, I want Tyson Fury to win.
0: Yeah, but I, yeah, I, I feel like Tyson Fury on current form will win, if that makes yeah. sense. Because obviously yeah. Joshua just came off the loss and then regained it. That's but right. I do feel like the, the, the thing that probably isn't getting highlighted as much is the adaptability of Joshua. Mm. Because he does tailor his like fights towards the opponent, like on on the yeah. second where we yeah, right. right. um, showed that he could box, and people just thought he was going to go in and try to knock him out. Where he does, that's he right. Yeah, you're
1: right. Mean, yeah, you're right. But I just feel like Tyson Fury is just too awkward, and he's yeah, bigger, yeah, he's a bigger fighter as well. Yeah, I don't know. Listen, only time will tell. Hey,
0: definitely. Yeah, I feel like in my in my mind the the, the the next fight for Joshua shouldn't be the Fury fight. It should be Usyk, because if if he goes in and outboxes Usyk, I think Usyk could beat him. he's not as
1: strong. I mean, listen, it's a he's not. Tough,
0: yeah, yeah. This is he's what this is what I have in my mind. Is if he can outbox Usyk, uh, who's got really like a, a massive boxing IQ, and then he, mm. if he does get in a sticky situation, he has got the power to probably knock him out. That'll Easy, probably. Yeah. I, set just him don't feel like, I
1: don't think he can outbox Usyk. I think he's just he can sort of match him and then knock him out with his power.
0: Yeah, but even if he does that, that sets him in really good stead for the Fury fight, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, definitely. But again, as as like a as a spectator of the sport and not really uh, clued up on the technicalities of mm-hmm. things, so mm-hmm. um, I always have to caveat over that because obviously everyone's got an opinion, but right. like you said, we're not the ones in there. Um, and then, lastly, as as you mentioned before, there was a few um, other up fighters out fighters out there. Um, is there any ones that you? follow more closely or or highlight that maybe the general public aren't aware of
1: so there's a few I to mean, be in the professional game there's not really any active right now mm-hmm. which is unfortunate there's none active we had Sanji but he's um he's not boxing for the time being we had Virginia Singh from India he's not boxing either mm-hmm. um but there's a few amateurs to keep an eye out for a couple of young amateurs um like I said amateur boxing doesn't get recognition and like it's not out there as much as professional boxing is but in the professional scene there's not many men there's nobody I can really tell and say that he's active and he's doing well because there isn't really right now he's active yeah Um, it's unfortunate but it is what it is
0: yeah Um,
1: is it okay if
0: we finish up with some quick fire questions yeah go Yeah, Um, so what are you most proud of
1: as a boxer as a person
0: Uh, maybe an answer for each
1: as a boxer, um, where my career has taken me so far,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, I'm proud of that, I, I must say, I'm not proud as in that I'm happy and I'm content, but as in, you know, I'm in I'm at a position where I can do something, and that's what I'm proud of, you know, possibilities are kind of limitless, and as a person, I'm not too sure, <laughs> Yeah, no worries. Uh, what's your
0: favourite memory of your career so far?
1: Probably my debut. Yeah,
0: that's it. Yeah, probably my debut, Okay. Um, what are you most looking forward to?
1: What's my? What are you most looking forward to? Uh, as a boxer, yeah. Uh, is either anything in like but possibilities that I have that are presentable that are like you know available to me in the coming years? That's what I'm looking forward to. That's what I'm excited for. That's what I'm working towards. Like I said, um, I do see myself fighting for titles, contesting for titles, and you know that excites me. That's what gets yeah. me going.
0: What's your biggest motivation? I think you've just answered that really, but
1: yeah like i said yeah yeah
0: um how did you f- celebrate your first major success and like as a as a side to that is what do you consider your first major success
1: putting my first major success was beating bar because he was a good fighter um he was like eight and over when i beat him um and i was young dog-eyed. so that was a big major thing for me i beat the bar, he was at Repton, one of the biggest clubs in the world i beat him he was in, in london Finals, I think London finals, yeah, as an amateur, that was a big thing for me. Um, that was one of my biggest, one of my earliest ones as well. Not biggest, I say my earliest ones, yeah. I was, I was happy, obviously. As any good, I didn't know he would be a world champion or British champion, super heavyweight one day, but he was, I beat a good fighter, yeah. Um, that's probably one of my earliest ha- memories in boxing.
0: And then, how did he
1: celebrate that? I didn't, I come home, and I had a fight the next, I think, the next week because in the amateurs, <laughs> you box like. Sometimes you box the next day, but that wasn't the following week, so I couldn't really celebrate and <laughs> do too much. I was only, what, 13, 14?
0: Um, what is your definition of success?
1: That's a tough question. Um, if you ask me now, i probably be winning a world title, but if you ask me when I win a world title, I'll tell you something else. So for <laughs> me right now, it's to win a world title.
0: And... Um last but not least because it's the culture cast podcast how do you think your culture has affected you so far
1: um it inspires me you know i mean it inspires me to where we come from to being able to represent my culture to be able to put my culture forward you know wherever i go regardless of whether i talk about Pasiki or my, my my being from Punjab, even if i don't mention it it's still it's still speaks for itself from my appearance You know what I mean so I'm always carrying my my identity with me for, that's at the forefront of everything I do whether intentionally or unintentionally it's always there so um it inspires me who we come from where we come from you know the struggles and everything that that's what inspires me yeah that's
0: dope that's dope um and again yeah thank you for for the nah, thank for you time. bro
1: pleasures of mine but thank you for this man take your time out and give me the opportunity no bother, man. I'll, uh, I'll leave your Instagram because that's your only social media. Uh, only social media. Yeah. Yeah.